Hey folks, it's Judy Ansel from the Heartland Labor Forum in Kansas City. You can find us at kkfi.org. The Heartland Labor Forum is a member of the Labor Radio Podcast Network. Just go to laborradionetwork.org and you'll find a grid of logos for shows. Click on any one for history, news, politics, or arts, all about the most neglected topic in the corporate media, workers. Check out our show on kkfi.org and all the shows at laborradionetwork.org. Welcome to the BCTGM Voices Project, a podcast highlighting the real people who make up our union. And I'm happy to report that we've got a great program put together now with some really talented people the executive officers hired this year. There's nothing louder than when a whole other union that has nothing to do with your industry just shows up right on the picket line. And they don't forget that. The other unions never forget that. And I knew that I had to convince them on paper. Because he kept saying, the toolbox is not showing this. I'm like, hey, let's just go out on faith. I know that it's a victory. I didn't have any doubt. Our union is stronger than it's ever been. This is the most I've ever seen this union down in Richmond come together and have each other's backs. They all were fighting for the same cause. This is the BCTGM Voices Project. In this episode, we are covering all sides of the BCTGM's education and training programs. The beginning features an overview with the organizer of these trainings, Research and Education Director Matthew Clark. Following the interview, I was allowed to sit in for several days on the most recent new officers training at the Maritime Institute in Baltimore. Interacting and talking with the attending local union officers about their thoughts and insights. Stick around for the latter part of this recording to hear some of those conversations. If you're an officer interested in attending, setting up, or sending someone to a future steward, organizing, or new officer's training, be sure to contact Matthew at mclark at bctgm.org. Let's get into it. I'm Matthew Clark, International Director of the Education and Research Department. I've been with the International for uh, 23 years, was hired in late 99 uh, by uh, former President Frank Hurt. I began in the Research and Education Department doing research for our uh, reps and, and vice presidents and international officers. At the end of 2013, early 2014, I took over as director from Ray Scannell, who had led the department uh, since I had been here for, uh, I think he'd led the department for over 20 years, uh, and I've been the director ever since. I should also shout out Michelle, but I am Canadian, so shout out to our our Canadian brothers and sisters in Canada. Good. Matt always makes sure that we remember to recognize Canada. So the BCTGM education program I feel like we should do a little history on that really quick. Did it start with mm-hmm. Ray Scannell? No, it, it's, it's, I think it's been something that's been ongoing probably for 40 or 50 years, Michelle. Ray was running the department when I started in uh, 2000. Um, before him, it was Walter Pearson who ran the program. And so I think it's been something that's been ongoing for, for probably half a century. But it's also worth noting that it's a very, it's a very well-respected program. Um, and I can't speak 
for when Walter Pearson ran it. I, I wasn't here then. Ray uh, spoke very, very highly of him and the program that he inherited. But Ray was one of the most well-respected educators in the entire labor movement. And, and it was great being able to learn from him, do trainings with him, whether it was the new officer training, steward training, organizing trainings, going out to the field and doing trainings together. Uh, he had a great way of, of, of reaching our members, reaching our officers. And I, I really did learn a lot from him. And, and Michelle, I just, just before we move on, I do want to note that we, at the last convention that we held in 2022, uh, President Shelton created a, an education award uh, that we put into, into Ray's, um, you know, in Ray's honor. And we awarded it at the convention and we'll award this, this will you know, be awarded every four years. Um, so I just, I just think it's important to plug in what Ray has been able to establish, what Ray established. And, and then what I've tried to then, you know, continue on and continue this legacy within our union. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a, a special moment at the convention. And actually, for someone like me, who I, I have been here for 20 years, but Ray was here for much longer before you or I ever were. And it was so neat to see the generations of delegates there who, you know, were sad to say goodbye to him and and really did have that level of respect that you're talking about. The education program, as I understand it, has two different types of trainings, right? It's steward training and, and new officer training. Am I missing anything there? It's kind of a, a combo. I think we do a couple different things. So we have our steward training. We have our new officer training. Um, we also do organizing training. I've done a lot of trainings with John Price on the organizing side of things. And we also have a strike preparation training uh, that we've utilized uh, quite a bit, especially in the re in recent years. That's right. Okay. Okay. So um, the, the new officers and the stewards is kind of like more leadership based. Do you want to talk about the difference between the two? I mean, I know that new officers is a big deal because, you know, these guys are like immersed for an entire week together. Will you talk a little bit about that? Sure. So why don't I start off with, with steward training? Um, because I think that reaches the largest volume of, of our membership. Um, so we run steward trainings, uh, either one or two days for any local that requests it. And not, not every local does it every, every year. Uh, many locals have what is called education leave language in their contract, which forces the company to pay for them to come to steward training. So we run these trainings, one or two day trainings. Uh, usually it is run by a international rep or it is run by one of our uh, vice presidents. In the past, uh, this past year in 2022, I ran a lot of the trainings uh, because we had uh, really kind of gone on uh, almost a furlough in terms of running the steward trainings during COVID. Uh, and President Shelton wanted me to go out and start up kind of running some of these trainings. So I think I hit 17, 18 states last year. Um, we, had a, we did a lot of steward training. And, the, and the, the basic behind the steward training is that is that we're training and, and educating our, our stewards to better represent the members on the line, how to file a grievance, how to do communications, how to solve problems, how to deal with management, 
Um, it's a have to, how to write an unfair labor practice charge, how to follow up on health and safety. And, but it is a boots on the ground type of training. And last year, I think we trained over a thousand stewards. And so just the, the sheer volume is, is, is quite amazing. The new officer training is obviously much smaller in scope. We do it once a year. We do it here it, at my tags, the Maritime Institute, uh, it, just outside of Baltimore. And it's targeted towards uh, financial secretaries. Kurt Yeager is uh, running a uh, training for 20 uh, financial secretaries so that they learn all the finances, how to do everything properly for a few days. And then uh, I will run uh, along with others, you know, help from others, a six day training uh, that begins on Sunday that is geared towards principal officers. And it covers a, a you know, wide range of topics, uh, organizing, negotiations, um, uh, servicing, internal organizing, labor law, health and safety law. Uh, and, uh, and it's targeted towards about 25 or 30 new officers. That's what we have scheduled for this year. And if I could just, what's, I think what's, what's great about our program and what's unique about our program is that we kind of take a multi-pronged approach, a lot of material that's presented, some of it in, in kind of lecture format. And then we do a lot of group activities because nobody wants to sit and just listen to somebody talk. So we do a lot of group activities um, where the, the officers get to work together. They do a mock negotiation. They've got small group activities that they do. Uh, they've got homework, they got projects that they all get to do together. So it allows them to work together. It um, allows them to, to kind of get out of their comfort zone. Sometimes they're gonna have to come up in front of the class and speak when maybe they don't, they don't necessarily like to do that. And then I think the part that probably is the most helpful for them is outside of the classroom, is when they get to have lunch or breakfast or go for walks or, or do, doing these group activities, with other officers, and you could have an officer from a from a very large multi-shop local talking with a uh, an officer who works in the plant, is a small shop, you know, in a in a small rural area, and they realize they have the same issues. They're both trying to figure out how do we get people to come to a membership meeting, how do we get more involvement, how do we get participation, and and that those are the types of discussions that they have. It's independent of of me being there or anybody else it's those types of discussions and and everybody trades their numbers and emails and they many of them will stay in contact with each other and i will say at the at the conventions what's great is seeing groups of officers at our conventions taking pictures together that have been through this program 10 years ago and yet there's four or five of them still around and they're, and they're taking pictures together and they, they never forget the week that they spend here, which is, which is which is great. Yeah. Yeah, it is great. And um, actually for the most part uh, for our, for, you know, Karina and I and other uh, staff people here at the international union, that training is sometimes our only touch point for people in the field. And I always really appreciate being able to come out there and hear their stories and the things that they really mm -hmm. struggle with and in just a way that I can connect my department with it and try to, you know, figure out ways that I can help them from where they are. And also forging those friendships, being able to have lunch with them while they're in town, 
there are uh, several people who have gone through new officer training who still text me and and you know they they know once they go through that week long program that they can reach out to us whenever they want you, you know as much as we can say that to them through emails or letters or whatever and to be in person with them and and grow a relationship is always really helpful yeah and and it's i think it's important uh to know michelle too that it, it's not just it's not just me up there you know dealing with them it is you know right now they're the financial secretaries are with kurt and like I said, they do two days with him. Some of them are principal officers and they'll stay over for my week-long session. Um, but I, I, say, I say my week-long session, but you come in and, and help out with it. You do, you do your session. Karina Christensen comes in. She does her session. Johnny Price, our organizing director, helps out. He comes in and does organizing. We've got our secretary treasurer, David Woods, who comes in and helps out kind of intermittently throughout the week on, on a whole range of, of topics. And she's got a lot of experience to be able to give to that. Um, we have uh, Harry Kaiser, who talks about our political action program. This year, we're going to have a, a couple um, uh, guest speakers come in um, to talk about uh, negotiating um, health care. And then we're also going to have a couple guest local leaders coming in and talking about how they run their locals and some of the things that they think they do well and some of the things that they've had to learn how to do well. So I, I just help coordinate. And, and of course, this all comes under the leadership of President Shelton, who, you know, wants this to be the, you know, the, the premier program in the labor movement. And, you know, that's what we, that's what we strive to do. Yeah, that's really great. Before I let you get back to what you're doing, can you just tell us what you love most about doing this work? I think that the, the, the education side of things is, is to me is the most uh, rewarding by far because it's, it allows me to, especially doing steward trainings, it allows me to, to really get close to our members. When I go and do steward trainings, I try to always do a plant tour uh, to go through and, and do a walkthrough of, what, of one of the facilities. It's a multi-shop local. Uh, and then to see our members at work. And, and I didn't come out of a plan. I didn't come out of a facility and I'm always the first one to say it in any of my trainings. And so when I get to go in and see what our members do and what they did during, during the pandemic to keep, to keep America fed is, is, is really quite amazing. Um, so to me, it's, it's, it's all about our, our members, our stewards, our officers, and being able to see and try to help them in any way uh, that we can, because that's what we're, that's our job. That's what we're here for. We're here for our members and and to me, the education side of things really um, allows me to, to do that. So. In part two, I had the privilege of speaking with some of the officers attending to gather up some of their insights. We start with one of our brothers from the Canadian region, George Lehman. Local 406 of the Baker Convection and Tobacco Workers, and uh, very proud to be uh, out of uh, New Brunswick and Nova Scotia areas of uh, Canada. Uh, we have uh, 450 members. I am the business agent for the local now, the office staff of one. Uh, I had 38 years in, in Canada bred uh, in, in Moncton. My name is Melissa Gathers. I am out of Columbus, Georgia, local 84, and I've been a member for a year and a half now. I am Jenny Purcell. I've been a member for almost 21 years. Come April, it'll be 21 years. And I am with local 317T. Greensboro, North Carolina. I'm the president. What are some common issues among the membership that you're hoping to address here? Oh, well, I think every 
issue is an issue, and I think I can take away from everybody's input, and I think it's very important to network with, with our various locals around Canada and the U.S. to get the information we need. Uh, local 84, our common issue mainly is communication. Okay. Um, I, I would like to see us get better at communicating. We do have the WhatsApp, we use that to communicate, but when it comes to effectively communicating, I think we can still grow in that area. And with us becoming our own local, it's just a matter of time, and I'm sure it's gonna happen, but that's pretty much my main focus right now is getting everybody to communicate on the same level. I see that we have a communication issue. Um, we have a lot of new members coming in and just trying to reach the new members and the old members that's not really into a lot of Facebook and texting. We just need to find a common ground to reach everyone. My name is Barry Walls. I'm the Secretary Treasurer for 252G in Memphis, Tennessee. I've been a member since 2008. My name is Samuel Garcia out of Albuquerque, New Mexico, Local 351. I've been a member, um, hired on six years ago, going on my sixth year in July. Um, I became a trustee last year in 2022. And a few months later, I'm here as a business uh, president, business manager. My name is Keith White. I am the president of BCTGM Local 374G in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Uh, they're one of the four Artec plants gotcha. for Kellogg's. Oh, Kellogg's, yeah. So I worked three years as a casual. Um, June 23rd of this year will be my 20th year. I'm a working working president, so I'm in the in the plant. All right. So, what are some common issues uh, among your membership that you're hoping to learn how to resolve here? A common thing we have in the plant is employees. Uh, that five percent that's you know that had a way of want to do it and they want to do it the right way uh, that I, I call company riders uh, I can get them to get understanding better I try to uh, myself I always try to talk to people give them the understanding and try to explain to them the knowledge but some just want to do what they want to do so my, my thing is I want to learn how I can deal with them a little bit better gotcha. you know seize their problem the way they see it because I can't see it that way yet I'd like to get a better learning of the membership and get them grouped up together, have them come to the meetings, um, be active in our union because I'm as strong as they make us. I would like to probably better figure out a way to inform the, the membership. Um, right now people don't just, they don't take the interest to come to the monthly union meetings. I get it, you know, families, hectic schedules, you know, you just got done working 12 or 16 hours. Last thing you want to do is go to a monthly meeting. Um, but probably um, how to better serve my membership. My name is Mike Burlingham. I'm with Local 364 in Portland, Oregon. I work at Nabisco, and I've been a member of the BCTGM for 15 years. And I am the secretary, treasurer, slash business agent. So you've been here since last week doing financial training first. That's correct. How did you like that? It was really good, very educational. Uh, even though I've been on the job for the last year, it's, uh, there was a lot of things that uh, I got out of this training that didn't know before. Uh, a lot of things that I can take back and uh, improve, improve upon. Oh, that was real nice. I learned some things that I, I just took the job last year and uh, found a few things that I was missing that I need to do. Uh, start sitting with my report, so uh, I did get very informative. Kurt 
Yeager. Yeah. Yeah, he did a wonderful job giving us information and tools. Um, very resourceful. Opened the door for questions. Uh, Camden was great. He also kind of chimed in with Kurt. The teamwork between the two actually made me feel better. And the whole idea of having that umbrella, knowing that, okay, well, if things are not going great or well for me, I can kind of get my international involved and say, hey, help me out here. And that means a lot to people who are freshly new to this whole union thing. Yeah, so, yeah. And I'm sure it helps also when you're calling the international and you have a, have had personal contact with the people that are helping you. And I felt familiar with them. You know, I've spoke to Camden on several occasions, you know, through the telephone back home or email, but actually putting a face to the name actually made me feel much more comfortable. Yeah, good. My name's Taylor Almond. I'm a local number 114 out in Portland, Oregon, and I'm the business agent. I've been a member of the BCTGM for almost two years now, but I was working in the office in the background for about six years. Our office worker, she's actually my mom, and oh. she's been there for 37 years, uh, very strong in the labor movement, and has instilled that in me since I was born. Oh, I love that. Good. Hey, my name is Gerardo Gonzalez. I'm a, a local 37, a business agent. Awesome. And how long have you been a member of the union? Member of the union, 22 years. Okay, and, and a brand new officer? Two years. What's your favorite part, I guess, I'll start there. Oh man, I mean, of course, one of the biggest things that's my favorite part is just seeing all of our other local members and all of our brothers and sisters and coming together and just seeing all the different ways that we have the same issues and how we can target those in different angles and, and really just bounce ideas off of each other and really just yeah. realize that we all deal with the similar struggles and that when we are back in our offices or out on the road doing our shop tours that we know there's our brothers and sisters out there doing the same exact thing, doing the same exact fight. A lot of new ideas for sure. Good, good. And um, what about the people? Have you oh, been able to learn from the other officers? Yeah, because I mean, we're all from different parts of the country, but we all share the same battles and just bouncing ideas off each other, learning from each other. So I always hear from the people who have gone through this about how they just feel like they have lifelong friendships, they they keep in touch, they've exchanged phone numbers. Have you been able to do that this week with people? Oh yeah, there's there's some memories and, and jokes and just conversations I've had that are going to stick with me for forever. Oh, most definitely. I feel like everyone here is a phone call away. Yes, I am getting to know a lot of people. Uh, matter of fact, uh, we got here a little earlier. And uh, we had a, a Saturday free day. So oh, yeah. I, the group that I met was like, hey, let's do something. I'm like, let's go to D.C. So we went to D.C., had a wonderful time. Good. You'd think I knew them for 10 years already. Yeah. Just met them two days. I mean, it's how I say tight bun that we were. And even the, the, doing this week here, we still nice, nice tight-knitted. Yeah. We uh, get together out every day, out there every class. So uh, it's, it's like family here. Great. I feel, feel like I'm still at work. It's empowering, and the, the people are dynamic. And so whether they're uh, at beginner level or whether they've been around for a while, they all have something to share with this group, and it, it's really nice to see them bonding. As Brother Clark mentioned in the first interview, he likes to give trainees a rounded education by bringing in executive officers and other staff members from the international as well as out in the field. Next, I get some thoughts from International Secretary-Treasurer David Woods. I was asked by President Durkee back in 15 to help out with, uh, with Matt because I've, I've actually done negotiations, I've done organizing, I've done steward trainings, and they, he felt like I would be a, field, a good field resource with Matt. 
uh, that has actually been in the in the fire uh, out in the field. And uh, but what I love the most about it is meeting the people, hearing what they do, seeing how they think, because that's the only way we're going to grow as an organization is is to hear the new perspectives and what's happening today. 10, 15 years ago, people we thought a little differently on some things. Today, the issues haven't all changed, but some of them are new. And it's good to get those perspectives from our new officers. Okay. Have you gone through this program out of curiosity? Yeah. Back I actually did. When we, I came from the Gray Miller sector, and after the merger in 99, I think uh, I came to the new officer training. It was at the George Meany Center at the time uh, in 2001. Okay. I know that with this is just the second day, but what are your thoughts on this group specifically? Oh, I think this group, group is awesome. Very diverse. A lot of different regions. I've got Canadians here. We have somebody from every region here. Uh, tobacco industries here, uh, bakeries, candy, cereal. Uh, they're just wide, diverse group, and I feel like they're gelling pretty good. Uh, seems like they're all communicate. I see them talking uh, at lunch and, and breakfast. I see them uh, talking all the time to each other, and they're sharing ideas. They're hearing about each other. They're talking outside the room as well as inside the room and working very closely together. Seems like we're already a family. The, the first minute we got here, we did introductions. It seemed like everybody became family real quick, yeah, which yeah. is what we should. Good, awesome, yeah, and you guys said in the office before we even came out just how important it is for them to get together and learn about all the other uh, sectors of the union. And Yes. But also to find out that they all kind of have the same issues. They all have the very same thing in common. They, yeah. they represent workers and they, as long as they have it in their heart and, and care about what they do and wanna help their workers and help their membership, then, uh, then uh, they're going to go far in this organization. And I look for a lot of this group here to be here a long time from now. Organizing Director John Price contributes a day on organizing and also sits in as a mentor during the mock negotiations portion of the training. Can you talk about how educated officers apply when it comes to trying to organize new workers? So first, the, the entire program is what really works because we start out talking about organizing from the very beginning, you know, the, the rights and the law and how to go about finding contacts. And we go right into negotiating the first contract and then servicing that contract. So it's a fantastic program from beginning to end. Uh, it's great meeting new officers. Some people, some of these new officers have a little bit of experience with organizing. Most do not. Um, but the the thing is, the more you talk about um, the benefits of organizing and uh, how much fun you can have with it and how, how proud you are when, when you're successful in helping workers organize, you can see it in their eyes that they, they're hungry. They want to get out and organize. Uh, you know, everybody in this room loves the BCTGM and they want to see it stand forever and grow. Yeah, and I think that something that is kind of underlooked is, is the fact that the way that our officers serve their local unions and the the way that their members leave and talk about it in the community it also affects their ability to bring new members in uh, absolutely the more members we have talking positively about the bctgm the more likely people will be interested in the, and they'll want to know about the organization and how to form a union at their location yeah. uh, and, and we have different officers in here too you have some full-time officers who have multiple locations that they have to service and you know, sometimes they have the time to get out there and organize. And then uh, we have a lot of uh, officers who actually work inside the plant too. But they've taken an interest and uh, we discuss ways where they can organize uh, at work and be able to get outside of work and find contacts and how the international can help them out as well. Okay. 
Uh, so you've you've done this program plenty of times over the years. What do you think specifically about this group that we have here? I think it's a special group. Uh, it's a variety, very diverse. Uh, what I find from each class in the last five to ten years is how computer savvy they are, how involved they are with social media, which is an absolute plus. When it comes to organizing, it's all about communication and education. And, and so we have to be creative on how we can communicate to non-union workers. And this class, I can see that, you know, from the diversity, the different areas of the country they live in, uh, they have good ideas of how to approach non-union workers. A new feature of the program is bringing some of the senior local union officers in to give some insight to the class. Next, I talked to Local 6 President Hank McKay, who offers his wisdom to the class during day two of the training. How long have you been with Local 6? 30, this year will be 35 years. And have you ever gone through this training? Yes, in 2010, when I was elected in the office. So you obviously believe in the, in the program and appreciate what comes out of it? Oh, absolutely. I think it's cool what they're doing as far as bringing some officers in from existing locals to share with the new officers about what's going on in their locals and how they handle things. Because we've had many conversations about if you don't pass the knowledge on, it gets forgotten. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I, so it's really cool to see the officers, the new officers in here now, taking all this in, I mean, and uh, getting some of the old history, I guess you would say, the history lessons from what happened before yeah. and utilizing it with them now. So I think I think that's really, really good being able to share the knowledge that you have with new Yeah, people. I agree with that actually. There's been a couple points made in the class where Matt's able to pull you in and get your input as one of the um, generational folks here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, how would you say, you've how many members from your local have, do you think roughly have gone through the program like you know since you did it local six uh, six I think six okay yeah six so how do you feel like this benefits your local uh, you know the things that they learn here and bring back well I think the things that Matt and Secretary Woods when they do the training out here it gives them a insight into the bigger picture of things and I think when you get a when you get that bigger picture you start to connect more things together. And I think it's it's always beneficial, you know, like the old saying is knowledge is power. I mean, and the more that we can get, the more we can learn, the more we can pick up from, you know, match training and the international. I mean, the BCTGM, you know, they come and do our stewards training. You guys do the officers training. And in my opinion, you know, it's second to none. I mean, they're thorough and everything. And it just equips the people to go out with a new set of tools. Yeah. I guess you could say to represent the membership. Yeah, and they usually leave here pretty energized. Well, I was talking, to, it, was, it was funny because you said that because I was talking to some people on the break, and I'm just absorbing all the energy that they have. Yeah. I mean, and it's really, it's, it's, it's neat to see the energy levels. Yeah. And I think the trick is, is to keep that energy level that high. And I think with training like that you guys all put on and everything, the social media and all the the interactions with everybody, it keeps people energized. And, and I think the trick is just keeping that energy high. Last but not least, I asked all the interviewees the same final question. What is the most rewarding aspect of being a local union officer? Rewarding is helping someone, see someone give what they want. So yeah. when you give them the answer and they look and feel satisfied with what you've done for them, 
that's what's most rewarding for me. Uh, the satisfaction you get when you do help somebody and uh, and they realize it. A win. <laughs> a win? Yes. Um, just getting something handled for someone, um, getting a job back for someone, um, back pay, anything like that. It's just a really good feeling. That rare occasion when somebody says thank you for something, yeah. I guess that's a that's a huge reward. And we don't do it for for praise or recognition or anything like that, but you'll hear 99% negative stuff all the time. So yeah. if you get that one fractional, hey, thank you for, I appreciate it, you know, it goes yeah. along, it goes a long way. The most rewarding would we have to be when you help the members and, um, you know, kind of touches you in there. Yeah. When we are able to right or wrong, and that's really what got me into this in, in the first place, is having that understanding of we have this collective bargaining agreement and that doesn't mean it's always going to be upheld. And so when we have those challenges of having to take on the company and uh, go through a grievance or even an arbitration, when we come out on the other side of that and we have a victory, uh, even after a strike, you know, the, those are the big wins and, and that's that's been the most rewarding for me. It all amounts to nothing if together we don't stand. There is power in our union. The union forever defending our rights. Bow with the black leg who workers unite. With our brothers and our sisters in many far off lands. There is power. If you found this content valuable, please consider sharing it on your own social media pages and be sure to tag us. We are BCTGM on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. For more on the activities of the BCTGM, go to bctgm.org.